And this episode of the Yalabad Podcast is brought to you by Ergotune, makers of some kick-ass ergonomic chairs. Right now, Terence and I are sitting on the Ergotune Supreme V3. And Terence, how does it feel, man? I think it's pretty awesome, man. Like, they built this chair meant for people who spend a lot of time sitting in chairs for work. Or like for us, we do a lot of editing and, and a lot of writing in our chairs, right? So they've really focused it on people like us who spend so much time in the chairs. And we are also based in a place called Singapore where it's hot and humid all year round so but, but what, what, what about it that, that makes it special for people in Singapore whenever I've bought chairs in the past I hate chairs that have a kind of like a full backing with no holes la. so when I saw this chair and there's a mesh backing right which means my back can breathe because I sweat pretty easily I think everybody in Singapore sweats pretty easily that was the first thing that sold me already I'm like okay I'm gonna give this chair a shot because yeah like I, nobody likes to get, peel yourself off a, a sweaty chair la, right so that's, that's one thing that I like. What about you? I think that I, I love that it's uh, got a lot of adjustment points, like way more than any other chair I've ever sat on. Uh, such that, you know, it can you can really tailor it to how you like to do things. Like I'm, I'm quite specific about the angle at which I want my hand to be holding a mouse and everything. So I can literally like uh, adjust the armrest, adjust the headrest, adjust the, the lumbar support and everything. Uh, you know, there's like 11 different adjustment points that uh, you can individually tailor just to suit your body. I'm, I'm not a small, I'm not like a small person, you know, and I like to, I like to sprawl out of my chair sometimes. So mm. you, uh, like you can imagine la. like, manspread. yeah, manspread. Yeah, so you can imagine <laughs> how much uh, the chair has to do to accommodate someone like me but also someone like Harish as well right? his, yeah. his, his size yeah exactly so so I mean we like it you can check them out at their website the link is in the show notes ergotune.com and yeah check it out and get some if you like and now on to the podcast what's up everybody welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Good old humor. Good old yeah. humor. It's a midweek episode. Yeah. Um now feels like a yeah, like how how is how has your week been? Let me let me just let me just put it out there. How's your week been? Uh hectic or hectic. It's been hectic. Uh mm. A lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know house house errands and all that to run, mm. but uh, yeah, I mean it, it's just uh, you know in, in Singapore now there's a is a huge COVID wave and everything going on as well. Yeah, I think we're we're talking about the twelve thousand cases uh, yesterday supposedly, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, so so you you it's it's kind of like eh, a reminder that we're not out of COVID yet la. There's still a lot of uh, a lot of this nonsense going on. La. Yeah, I, f- I felt something hit uh, weird when I was walking out of the MRT earlier today. I was like, okay, mm. it felt for a moment that we are past COVID. Like, oh, we can yeah. look back at COVID. You know, oh, that was a weird few years, but now everything's back mm. to normal. But then I remembered, like, I think even Ongi Kang is saying that, okay, we have we have peaked already or we are near the peak. Then, uh, yeah, like, it just hit me like, like what you said, you know, it feels like we are out, but we are not. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure everyone has had some meeting or some 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 social thing that has been kind of uh delayed because someone in the group got covid yeah right confirmed so, so there's this don't you feel there's this like start stop no, no notion of like everything you're doing in life should i plan my you know big event my wedding whatever or should the company like plan to do something big this quarter when the recession is supposedly coming uh but you know the crypto market hasn't bottomed out yet and all, all this kind of 
there's a lot of uncertainty right now, like basically. And then even like COVID, should I should we be attending big concerts and and you know exposing ourselves when there's twelve thousand people a day getting COVID? I, I wasn't even thinking about the uncertainty of planning a wedding at this time, oh, Terence. Thanks, yeah, Terence. Yeah, yeah. yours, <laughs> yours is a certain... Your, your sentence has already been, been you just, carried out already. You just made me feel like, oh shit, I mean, it's five months away. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I, think, I think it's more like... Uh, maybe last year or the year, it was like macro start and stop. La. Like the whole mm. country starts and, to- starts and stops. Yeah. Now I think yeah. it's... It's like the, the 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 hierarchy of starting and stopping is more when it comes to smaller events, smaller meetups, smaller gatherings. Yeah. Uh. Basically, the responsibility has been distributed to the individual already. Oh, la, yeah, yeah. Right? correct, correct. Yeah. So you exactly. decide for yourself how much you want to risk it. Yeah. You know, like uh, there was a baby fair last weekend. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and I, me and my wife, we rushed there with the throngs of people. Uh, but we made an executive decision not to bring our kid because our kid is not vaccinated at all, you know. Mm. Uh, but there were a lot of people and a lot of people who, who you know, were carrying their toddlers and infants and with them. So, uh, you know, it's 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 dependent on your risk appetite. And, and how much you're willing to get through. Even yeah. the past two weeks, we've gone for comedy shows by our good friends Rishi Budrani and Fakafaz. Mm. Right? Mm. Yeah, uh, amidst crowds of people. Crowds um, of people. Yeah, it's just... And like when you say concerts, I mean there are a lot of concerts that are that we are hearing about in Singapore in the coming months. Interesting, like yeah. interesting times. I think I yeah. still think that COVID is more in the back of people's head, la, Not not at the forefront, la. Like people are still going about mm. their day to day, Right? Feels like it, la. Feels it like feels, it. Feels feels like it, but yeah. Until you get it, la. Until you get it, then then it's because a different story. Uh, yeah. So and let's then, nah. let's all keep our fingers crossed. But then there's also the next round of boosters that are coming up soon, right? Yeah, but maybe the the best booster to get now is just to get COVID already, lah. At this point, <laughs> Every, everyone seems to be getting it already. So why why wait? Yeah, if you right. haven't got it, don't know. You feel like you're in the minority, lads. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, want pure blood, sir? Pure so blood, pure blood. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but yes. Uh, are we are we ready to jump into these two non-COVID or somewhat no non-COVID related issues? Uh, no, I think we we still need to just give our customers shout out to. Mm. Uh, our our subreddit because yeah. I think uh, you know we haven't shown the Reddit love in a while. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of interesting. There's a lot of fun activity going on now, lah. I think uh, everyone's kind of like you know now that we've gotten more into the back into the groove of things, and we're not declining anymore. Yeah, we're not declining anymore. <laughs> People are coming back on and like, hey, you know, I'm listening to you on my commute again. I'm back listening to you guys after I, you know, I, I'm sick of like all the partying and marquee and clucky. Now I'm back to like commuting to go to my job and I listen to you guys again lah. Yeah. so thankfully a lot of people are coming on the reddit posting memes and and, and, and you know just starting discussions which we love seeing it's, it's so fun yeah man even awesome. telling us even telling us what that one shock thing is of the week you know what that one shock thing is and how it corroborates with, with other one shock things and all that yeah Yeah. so if you're curious the link is in the show notes uh, check it out we got a lovely community there um, but are we uh, Let's jump into it, man. This is hot off the the back of the parliamentary session yesterday, lah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, what is this was, headline? Uh, the first headline, and I will read out the headline specifically. It is James Lim and Elvin Tan spar over response to cost of living issues. Cost of living issues. So, yeah, there was a parliamentary debate yesterday, and basically, it was yeah about the issue of cost of living. But the main thing that a lot of the articles focus on was James's, James Lim's proposal to strengthen the Singapore dollar. 
And then Alvin Tan's response uh, against that. Lah. Um, but what made you want to talk about this? Lah? Because it is, it's quite technical. Lah. It's quite technical. I remember reading up for it, I was like, holy shit, I need to read it again. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it is technical in the sense that Jim Slim is an econ's PhD. Mm. And he's, uh, you know, pushing forward a very macroeconomic driven uh proposal or, propose, or simple sounding solution to uh quite a i mean it's a, it's a very big problem we're all facing like right yeah and um then alvin tan's also a new a new uh an up and coming uh, uh minister right so he's he has to yeah he has to also respond to james lim's suggestions and uh on behalf of mas and on behalf of the the government as well um, so it's two, it's two of the younger MPs, I guess, the younger, the new blood of the, the two political, two main political part, parties in parliament going at it mm. over a very, a very big issue that's, um, affecting everyone's wallets right now. Lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think the one thing is that, uh, I, I just found it funny that they, the, the headline was that they sparred, they sparred <laughs> over this, uh. You know, I have this image of them like in like just wearing the three hundred Spartan warrior thing, then like fighting or something. And then I watched the videos of what they actually were talking about. And like, this is not sparring, like This is like <laughs> presenting uh, your 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 research paper at some the like, UN mock conference, mock UN conference, that kind of thing. It's hardly sparring. Come on, like guys, let's. You know, have you seen sparring in like the UK UK parliamentary debates or anything like that? Or even the, like when Shamugam was sparring with the BBC hard top presenter. That is sparring. La. No, or this even is in, kind of, it's hardly sparring. In eh. Singapore's parliament also, we have had uh, Leong Man Wai uh, with a whole host of ministers, I mean, and MPs, right? Um, but yeah, the sparring thing, because okay, the first thing I tried to look up was after reading articles was the video on YouTube. La, and there's only you a one- You tried to find a, like, a wrestling, wrestling match between Jameis and- Yeah, I was like, then I saw only a one minute plus excerpt that was a Straits Times uh, 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 piece. La. Then I was like, okay, maybe maybe they, they didn't show the sparring, you know. Then you sent me the one that was uploaded to the CNA website and you watch it. And holy shit, it was 15 minutes Jameis Slim talking. No, 20 minutes maybe. And then Elvin Tan, 10 minutes. And then, all right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's how they go for kickboxing or Muay Thai training. Eh? They just one punch, the other person punches back once and, okay, good training, guys. We're done yeah, for the day. Yeah. We're done for the day. Even, they don't even like, punch each other's <laughs> face. They're punching like boxing, the, the pads and all that. Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's why. And I mean, it, it's it's straight times with the article. Eh? Like, uh, I think... Uh, you even CNA strengthen Singapore dollar raise CPF interest rates temporarily to address rising cost of living uh, quote from WP's Jameis Lim so yeah lah this one is spa like what kind of sparring the Straits Times do even internally man? maybe that's their sparring uh, when they decide how to what things to cover and whether this article should go one person says one thing the other person says one thing and they're like guys we need to take a break that was intense man yeah, that was fucking yeah. intense maybe the, the journalist like you know was like uh like, like you said, I was like, oh my God, mic drop moment for both of these guys. <laughs> After watching that, and I was like, uh, okay, it doesn't really, doesn't really do it for me. La. I wouldn't consider this in the realm of uh, sparring, uh, sparring <laughs> la, you know. But, but I, I would say, uh, I guess it's interesting because they're both, I mean, they're both young faces that represent their, their political parties. Can you imagine that? it? A Taiwanese mm. politician, you know, in their parliament where they really spar, like physically yeah. spar. 
They clicked yeah. on it just like, yo guys, come on, man. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the title worked because like, it was the first article I clicked on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it brought us into this discussion about uh, about larger economic uh, issues, like, right? Yeah. But uh, I mean, just just aside from the how it was presented and all that, like, uh, what do you think of uh, James, James Slim's uh you know, presentation of the solution and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, caveat is like, I, by, I am by no means an economic expert. Uh, mm. I'm just a lay person trying to make sense of the news. Uh, mm. and I, but you I, studied econs, right? I did like two classes, like micro and macro. Yeah, I, but you, you graduated from business school and everything. So, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean shit when it comes to understanding <laughs> economic policy. La. Yeah. Anyone who goes to business school and didn't major in finance or economics and says, oh, they understand the world just by virtue of getting the degree, fuck off. Okay. No, you can understand let after me, you. After yeah, what? Let me add to that. Uh, even if you got a degree in finance <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> it still means that you don't really understand yeah. a lot. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean shit. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, like, it's just trying to make sense of what is out there because the nice thing about these things in parliament being streamed uh, uh, or shown or videoed and released online is because yeah, like, you get a sense of the discussion. So, I mean, broadly, mm-hmm. he covered, yeah, like um, it's not an inflation issue. It's a cost of living issue. And he talked about... Mm. Um, can, we, can we talk a little bit about that? Why, what's the difference between an inflation issue and a cost of living issue? Um, I think... What's he trying to say there? Yeah, so what I gathered was that, okay, inflation does result in like um, cost of living increasing, but it's just one of many things that are contributing to this bigger problem. Um, it's like at, at the core, like you say inflation, okay, but people don't really, it's hard to say, oh, you know, I'm suffering from the impact of inflation because it's, it feels like mm. a, the, you're a distance away, like, but cost of living, it's mm. a lot more easy to understand. It's a lot more direct and it and it does talk about things that are caused not just by inflationary pressures. You know, the mm. war on Russia in Russia uh, or in Ukraine, it, it's it, it's contributing to rising costs, but it's more with the supply chain disruption and all, right? Mm. Uh, so so that was what I gathered from it. Um, yeah. But and, like for you? Yeah, my understanding was that what he's, he, he was meaning to say was that inflation uh, can and most likely is caused by factors external to your own, you know, your own economy and all that. That means mm. like, let's say like, you know, war going on in Russia, like one one off very big events. But uh, cost of living is more of a, it's more of a correction of, of, of the, you know, like, like, uh, the, the actual cost of living in Singapore, lah, you know, as a cosmopolitan city where, where, where coffee shops are being sold for $40 million and, and, mm. and things like that, lah. And uh, a lot of this inflation, you know, it can rise, it can fall, everything, and you can read about it in the newspaper. But cost of living in general, uh, uh, in Singapore especially, has been trending upwards uh, across everything, uh, right, in general, very, very sharply in the last uh, 20 years. So I think that's what he's saying is that um, we need to address this head on as a cost of living issue and, and not just, you know, you wait for something to, for, you know, the war to tide over or for the for stuff to recover before we 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 actually talk about this issue. Lah, mm. Right? So, yeah. so I think one interesting thing is that none of them, uh, I mean, Remus Slim raised this problem of cost of living and uh, uh, no, there was no dispute that it's a cost of, there was a, there's a, you know, cost of living issue going on in Singapore, lah, right? Mm-hmm. I think on Alvin Tan's side, he's just saying what the, what MAS is doing to address these inflationary pressures and all that. 
yeah. and that they're planning long term, blah blah blah. You know, I mean, that's what you would need to say, lah, right? To 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 make people feel uh, assured about things. But yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 one interesting thing that I, I saw, lah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean that's how Jameis sort of set the context um, for mm. what he was going to say, lah. But essentially, he was talking about like uh, if if I if I <clears throat> if I just go over briefly, it was sure. yeah talking about how um, yeah there's this rising cost of living, uh, which like what you said is caused by just just internal um, and external issues within the country, and the one mm. thing that he recommends we do is to strengthen the Singapore dollar. Um, mm. Like 10, 15 years ago, you told me strengthen the Singapore dollar. I'll be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But essentially, it is just um, uh, allowing its its value to to be, I mean, like increasing its value with regards to other currencies. Because right now, yeah. like, let's say the yeah. exchange rate for Singapore to ringgit is like one is to two point something. If you strengthen it, it'll be one is to three point something. Yeah, that's, and that's, I think that that yeah. is valid because, uh, for example, you saw during COVID, you we've seen a lot of uh people moving from a lot of rich people lah moving from other Southeast Asian countries to come to Singapore lah, right? Because mm. they felt they felt like Singapore's healthcare system was was safer, and the government had things under control. So uh, I think if you talk to a lot of finance people, they'll tell you that oh, a lot of like rich family offices have opened up in Singapore in the last couple of years. Mm. So, they're telling you that essentially, rich people are moving here, they're parking more money here. So, our currency is, uh, they, they need our currency, right, to, to yeah. just do stuff around Singapore. So, just based on that, it's almost like they, they, and they trust Singapore so much, so they should also trust Singapore's currency. So, there's the, what, what Jameis is probably suggesting is that, um, Given that there's there's this level of uh, inherent trust in Singapore's economy and Singapore's currency, so we should just let it uh let it rise, lah. You know, let it uh, rise to a level where it reflects properly reflects the inherent trust that people have in the Singapore currency, lah. Yeah, and and how that will impact or bring down the cost of living is because like let's say vegetables and even like chickens when we were importing mm. chickens, we don't we get a, a lot of it from other countries, lah. Right. So if you strengthen yeah. the Singapore dollar. You can kind of get more bang for buck lah, um, mm-hmm. because if a chicken costs I don't know like three hundred ringgit previously, if mm. we increase it, it might be oh it might cost uh we we might be able to get one point something chickens lah or, or or a chicken for cheaper lah if the Singapore dollar increases. Mm. So 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 when I was listening to it, I was like oh everything he says kind of makes sense, um mm. uh because he said. That ultimately, yeah, uh, if it decreases the cost of imported goods, then yeah, lah, cost of living in Singapore also will go down temporarily, lah. And he did say he 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 said there's a lot of evidence, uh, that the Singapore currency is undervalued. He didn't go into the evidence, yeah. um. Yeah. So after at the end of his 20 minute spiel, he talked a lot of things that oh, as a layperson, I'm like that sounds like a good idea, and that's why yeah, when yeah. Elvin Tan came, I felt he didn't really rebut anything, lah. Mm, mm. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, was, but, uh, yeah. one one thing after I I I heard Jameson Slim's speech was that I felt like, uh, yeah, this f- feels like it makes a lot of sense, and it feels like, uh, 
you know, the economics lecture that I listened to yeah, that's in right. JC. La, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Jamie, shout out to Jamie Reeves, the very famous RJC econs lecturer. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds, sounds like a lot of stuff makes sense and then, and, and, uh, yeah, why, why, why aren't we, uh, you know, already doing stuff like that? La. Um, but, but that's the thing, see, I, I don't know enough uh, to, to think about the nuances of, of letting our, our currency just, just appreciate like this. Like, I mean, there are issues with, uh, you know, obviously tourism will be affected, right? If your mm. currency becomes stronger, uh, our exports also become more expensive to people overseas. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and people wanting to invest in Singapore will have to end up, they will have to cough up more money, like, right? On their mm. own, on their own side. Like. So there are other impacts that rising, letting your currency just rise will have, like, that, that affect even small businesses and all that in Singapore as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know, man, just the fact that I, I listened to it, I was like, hmm, that makes sense. And then the fact <laughs> that I realized, oh yeah, I know, I know nuts about this issue. Uh, it made me like, uh, yeah, it made me a bit worried that, uh, if I, if I, Am I giving it too much credit already? Like, no, you know? I think I think I think what you said is exactly what I was feeling, but you put it into words. It's like, huh. Yeah. I could have thought of that. And if yeah, I could exactly. have thought of that, it's probably not a good idea. It's, yeah, it's not, probably doesn't sound like the best idea. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, so that's where that's where I was hoping that Elvin Tan mm. would kind of like I mean, uh to, to James's credit, he did talk about other things like um increasing the the interest rate for CPF payouts by uh mm. for six months, just yeah. so that the older generation whose value has been built up over the years, they don't lose yeah. their spending power. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again correct. makes sense. Um yeah. so that's where I was like, okay, this was like what you said, an econs lecture for something yeah. that you can imagine like a econs paper, you you write it. La. So, yeah. but then when Elvin Tan came up and he talked, he basically, I think, gave a lot of credit to the Singapore government for helping mm. us tide through COVID and how our long-term monetary policy has done well. Um, our GDP still grew by, I think, 1% in 2020 when a lot of mm. other countries were shrinking and that um, the currency was strengthened last October and blah, 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 blah. And then that finished. So then I was like, yo, man, this, it still seems like a good idea. Uh, is there no reason to explain why it is not a good idea? And in fact, I found reading like Reddit comments more enlightening like, because mm. uh, I mean, quite a few on Reddit also must take it with a pinch of salt because uh, sometimes people say, oh, Jim Muslim is an economics professor. He knows what he's talking about. But you know, knowing mm. the theory versus actually working in in the policy maker's office, setting monetary policy, two very different things like then of course yeah, some people shit yeah. on Alvin Tan saying what what uh, finance uh, background does he have, but ultimately I would like to hear from someone from MAS la. Mm, kind of correct. kind of explain why these ideas put out are not the best idea. Um, mm. Yeah, so what like what was your expectations when Alvin Tan took the mic? Uh, my expectation, yeah la, I know he's I I mean I understand that he's a uh, uh, he's not a. PhD in economics or anything like that either, like, right? So to expect him to be able to to point for point rebut what Jay Muslim was saying well, would be tough, like, but uh yeah, I, I mean I would still uh yeah, like love to hear a, a more technical uh breakdown of what Jay Muslim uh, is suggesting, right? You know, mm. in a sense of uh just understanding uh where MES MES policy is at and where they see, where they see, yeah, uh, how they see cost of living 
in moving in the next one two years in Singapore, lah, right? Because mm-hmm. it it really is uh uh everything that we're doing we're, we're affected by rising prices. Really, whether it's you're going going to pump pump your pump petrol at the the station or or even your just your normal typing as well, or the cost of your coffee and and, and things like that. Everything is is going up, lah. So, um, it's a real issue, and and I don't think just saying that. Oh yeah, trust trust the government. We know what's best. Uh, and and yeah, the status quo is fine. Uh, I don't think that's the most convincing argument. Either. Mm. Uh, yeah. you know, as we discussed, like we are very. I mean, we're so perplexed by how how a coffee shop owner can can buy a coffee shop for forty million dollars and expect to make back the money without uh supposedly without increasing prices right we that we even spent a hard good half hour discussing that the last time around that right yeah yeah exactly. so so it's a it's a very uh i mean it may be a very complex nuanced topic but i i don't think it can just be swept under the carpet uh so easily without people asking more questions uh. yeah and i mean I, like even as i'm looking through some of the the things that alvin tan said there's nothing specific that was um with relation to exactly what James Lim said like it was a lot about how um yeah Singapore's current round of combined fiscal and monetary policy responses are expected to contain medium term inflation without significant loss of output or inadvertently add to the underlying tightness of the economy and you look at that sentence uh it essentially means that yeah their policy it's meant for to to keep it, keep things going like keep things going yeah. and not yeah. make things worse yeah But exactly the status quo, lah, right? Yeah, the status quo. So, so even when we were deciding which topic to talk about, right? I already knew that this is not going to be something that I will be able to debate or like you know mm. counter 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 James Lim's points or say Alvin Tan is wrong, you know. Um, yeah. But but what what made you want to talk about it then? No, well, I think it's uh just the way they um they have framed the problem. Yeah, it's an interesting. Uh, I mean, it's it's that's why we voted in. We you you kind of vote in the opposition party, right? Mm. To to ask these questions, are 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 we too easily framing the problem as oh, it's inflation is just part of you know the normal course of things, but we need to carry on with uh, increasing GST. We need to carry on with uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, increasing. I mean the 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 increasing um your productivity and things like that lah, right as you know that means is anyone looking at this situation and thinking like hey this this could get out of hand you know mm. or are we just like oh let's wait until something bad actually happens then we'll react lah, right yeah yeah uh so so that's that's what i i think singaporeans are asking for more assurance of that uh because i mean it seems like yeah lah, the, the, that was stable like raising gst is that a good time They say, "Oh, we really have no choice, and we need to think long term." But yeah, uh, yeah. How do you think long term when when you know, you know, people are are really suffering now, lah, right? Mm-hmm. And what what's what's being planned to help alleviate the suffering at this moment, lah? Yeah, and and I think for me, uh, I, I was keen to talk about this partly because um, the more people talk about it, even if it's trying to understand it, right? I am optimistic mm. that it will lead to to more. Conversations or more attention being given to uh, to it, lah. And I think it's important that everybody also just try and understand the these these broad terms and also that when you when you hear a parliamentary debate or you read an article, it doesn't just 
your the default response shouldn't be like, okay, we trust the government to do this. Because yeah, mm. they have done a lot of good things, but it still needs to be challenged. Like, and I think yeah. like another topic that was uh discussed by Shamugam was the the con the thing about prisons, like the state of Singapore prisons. And if you watch mm. his speech, he starts off by saying that okay, it's become an issue that's uh, talked about more and more. And he specifically cited the CNA documentary done about prisons. Um, mm. And when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, like, uh, I know quite a few people recommended it to me as well. And this was a show done uh, by CNA, which is uh, a media media house, but it got so much public attention that it resulted mm. in more conversations about it. And it resulted in Shamugam himself saying that he wanted to take this opportunity to address it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that was so cool to see. So I think, yeah, even people listening to this podcast, if you haven't kind of like uh, broached this topic, hopefully this is like a entry point for you to like, oh, okay, this kind of things are being discussed uh, because it is super important. Yeah. Super uh, important. I, I think what you're saying is, uh, yeah, like being a bit more proactive or preemptive in some way to these questions that will be brought up, like, right? Mm. You mean yeah, for, so as a listener? Like, like what they a... did for prisons, uh, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I don't think, I mean, yeah, like people watch the CNA documentary, there were questions asked all, but uh, it's not, say, at the foremost of everyone's mm. minds at the point, but Shamugam said that he wanted to raise it because there, there would be some questions from the community, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially given the discussions about death penalty and, and how we treat our prisoners and everything. Yeah, and, and in some way, like prisons, we don't know what happens behind prisons, but it's so easy to not think about it and in same way, the monetary policy, fiscal policy, mm. if you're not in finance, you yeah. just care about the shit around you getting more expensive, right? Correct, uh, yeah, and yeah. then you wonder you what see. the fuck is going on. And I think, yeah, yeah just, just trying to understand it a bit more uh, is, is, is useful. Right? And hopefully, we just told you like, hey, this is an interesting topic for you to find out more about. And of course, if anyone has thoughts um, yeah. to explain what the speech was about, where we maybe got some things wrong, our Reddit yeah. is the best place to do that. Yeah, yeah. All the please, all the economists, please come out of the woodwork and and let us know what you think of James's uh, side of things. Because uh, yeah. I don't have access to uh, you know a PhD level economist mm. in my immediate circles, so I can't like, hey, what do you think of this? You know, I get a lot. I have a lot of friends in finance, uh, but I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't trust them about you know a lot of macro <laughs> macroeconomic stuff, like macro. But you love bringing stuff. up this kind of hot hot button issues at dinners with them, right? Just bring up, uh. I like, I like, just to hear, just to hear their responses, lah, and understand. But they all, I mean, they all have different incentives, you know. They, they, mm. a lot of them, some of them are, you know, they hedged against the economy and stuff like that. So, so they, they have different incentives, and then they are, they'll tell you a lot of different things based on what the incentives are, lah. Yeah, yeah. Because even the example you uh, gave earlier, like foreign companies looking to set up shop in Singapore or set up HQ or you know Dyson yeah. coming to Singapore, you know. A big mm. reason is because the currency is not extremely strong, like or maybe not as strong as it could be, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so all these that kind of things come into play, like, and that's something that Alvin Tan pointed out also by attracting foreign investments. We create jobs for Singaporeans in the long term, which mm. is also is true. But yeah, like um, it just needs to be challenged or revisited or talked about more, lah. Yes, correct. Cool. But uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, status quo, yeah, correct. Uh, there's also it's also kind of related. I mean, it's all related also, like this this the inflationary Same pressure. Same parliamentary. We really talked about it. Yeah. Uh, 
what is the second topic we're talking about? Uh? Uh, and there's a reason why we selected it as the second goofy topic, like, not the serious yeah. one. Um, yeah. Essentially, um, the headline reads, controlling rent of coffee shop stalls might deter owners from improving. Uh, and this was by 4G leader Desmond Lee, like, also in parliament. Yeah. Yeah. So this title, so, uh, I read it, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. Who is controlling the rent? Is it the coffee shop store owners or the rent being controlled by the landlord, which is deterring people from improving if you control the rent? And I was like, mm. what the fuck is this? What is he talking about? What is he smoking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, but, we talked about the, the coffee shop issue in our last podcast. Yeah. And I, I think we, 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 we really put it out there asking like, uh, what can be done or what, what needs to be done, uh, right? To, to sort of uh, ensure that the these these communal spaces don't end up uh just eventually being like some atas cafe that only a few people can afford to go to, like right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and, and I think there were a lot of calls for the government to step in to control the prices that these coffee shops are sold, or if not, just the rent that the mm. stall owners stall uh tenants have to pay, like. So yeah. in this case, he's specifically referring to the coffee shop owner okay is the person who owns the entire coffee shop um mm. uh, and not the coffee shop stalls la. so yeah. if i understand correctly the rationale for him is that if you don't allow the rents to go up like by market forces and all uh mm. where the coffee shop owner can recoup some of um the cost of running the coffee shop there wouldn't be an incentive for the coffee shop owner to improve the facilities facilities of the coffee shop which is enjoyed yeah. by the coffee stall tenants. Yeah. Right. That's essentially what he's saying. Yes, correct. And despite my uh, lack of economic theory knowledge, that just sounds fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I was just <laughs> going to say, if you thought our earlier discussion of, of uh, or our earlier uh, characterization of James Lim's points as feels like very basic econs, right? Yeah. This one is, is even worse, lah. It's a lot worse. Huh? This is like pull the shit out of my ass kind of econs, man. Um, yeah. And I mean, it was also, he was also responding to a written question by Nisun Group Representation Constituency Member of Parliament. Oh, that's a long title. Uh, Carrie Tan. Um, where basically, uh, she uh, asked if there were any plans to control rents. Huh? So, I mean, it just, and this was directly because of the sales of the coffee shop that we spoke about. So, mm. like, I, I don't even know how to... It doesn't even feel debatable. Lah. Right. I mean, let's, let's just uh, break down what, what, what Desmond Lee was saying, lah, right? Mm. He said, he, I mean, according to this, he says, according to this Yahoo article, he says, in considering rent control measures, Lee cited the need to guard against unintended impacts. And the example he raised is, for example, by controlling rent, we could end up reducing the incentive for coffee shop owners to invest in improving their coffee shops to provide better services and facilities to customers. So essentially, yeah, he's saying that uh, if we don't allow them to charge higher rents, then they will be less motivated to invest the money back into improving the coffee shop and to provide better facilities and customers to uh, better services and facilities to customers like the toilets uh, say say you want cleaner toilets yeah, uh, basically correct. you need to 
Like I would okay. So if I'm if I have the toilet in a coffee shop, it sucks. Mm. Uh, and you tell me okay to get the toilet better, I'll have to pay fifty cents more for the food. I can mm. sort of understand that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. but maybe because this one, it felt like from the get go already is telling them yeah. okay, you can charge whatever rent you want. Um, because hopefully it would translate to better facilities, lah. As opposed to like okay, the toilet is fucked up. You need to improve the yeah. toilet. Uh. There needs to be a cost of it, lah. It's almost yeah. like like a giving like a blank check, eh? Yeah, and and I mean, I I guess it's uh what is very is probably very shock shocking or galling to everyone is that the word on what we're hearing on the ground or even through our own discussion on podcast is that rents are being literally being doubled, lah, right? Mm. For the store owners, and uh, if so, you're saying if the rent is doubled for the store owner. Does the customer experience become twice as good? <laughs> la, <laughs> you know, even if they improve the toilet, does that mean my my customer experience eating at a coffee shop has become twice, twice as, as good? good? <laughs> yeah. And uh, okay, uh, maybe we are you know we're caricaturing it by saying that it's a linear relationship between how how shook your coffee shop is and and how high the rent is there la. But how much more can can a coffee shop? How much more do we need a coffee shop to be improved that the rent needs to be doubled? That to to improve what 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 are they improving? Cause I don't know, I've been to coffee shops with the, those robot servers, you know those those Chinese robots that come out and then they basically they just they just basically glorified tray tray carriers la, mm. on wheels like you know yeah um, and and like is it necessarily faster or slower or what and and does it does it make me feel like I oh this is totally worth the store owner paying double the rent you know. <laughs> I don't know lah, but but I don't. What else? What else can do you think that can be improved in uh, your neighborhood coffee shop that 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 requires them to double the rent? I'm just thinking of what other experiences I've had in a physical location where I go once, then I go after renovation, yeah. and I tell you, Terence, that was hundred percent better than my last visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Twice uh, as good. Twice as good. Like okay, if it's mm. uh. I mean, even if it goes from six stalls to twelve stalls, right? Uh, yeah. Doesn't mean it's two hundred percent better, lah, right? Correct, so correct. I mean, hundred percent better. So it just feels like, yeah, like um, the way this was communicated, maybe there might be mm. bigger reasons, right? Uh, but if you're using this as your argument in parliament, hello, even a lay person like me goes like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot on Reddit, there's a lot of jokes about. Yeah, so I should go and tell my boss like if you don't increase my salary, then my my performance also won't won't uh might be disincentivized to I might be disincentivized to perform like you know yeah. or improve my work performance uh, right. Oh, oh, that's like Which that. is I mean is a totally valid analogy to what this what he's using to defend to defend the 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 you know the property owner like, right. Because in some way it's like a uh the government telling uh, SME owners small business owners saying that. Um, yeah, we won't prevent you from lowering the, the uh, wages you pay your staff because otherwise it will disincentivize improvements to your office, lah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're saying, oh, you want uh better, you want aircon in the office? No aircon. Sorry, your salary has to go down because ultimately you increase the rent of a stall, you are decreasing mm. the income of the stall tenant, lah. Right. So. Yeah. So whatever way you try and shape this, like even I was looking on Reddit, at least the one for James Tan and Alvin, uh, James Lim and Alvin Tan, you could see arguments for both sides, lah. This one, ah, uh, mm. oh, this is like filler content in the parliaments, yeah. 
Yeah, and and uh, I guess we were we at least you and I we after the discussion we had about the coffee shops thing. It's just uh, disappointing that this is uh, the official response. Uh, yeah, that, you know. Oh yeah, we need to. We no choice but to you know let them to let them do whatever the hell they want to do because if they don't do what they we don't let them do what they want to do, then maybe they won't they won't no incentive. Uh, yeah, there's no incentive to to do well already lah. You know, to to make things better. Then like, I mean, there there's like laser fair economics to to the nth degree, really, right? You just let you just let them do whatever the hell they want to do and rate raise rents and everything. So it's just um. Yeah, I would say nothing short of disappointing. Considering that Desmond Desmond Lee at one point was was also a candidate for prime minister, you know. Yeah, Remember? exactly. He at yeah. one point he was in the running. So I'm like, wow. Uh, I don't know if this just this was really badly communicated or wasn't just wasn't thought through very well, or they're just trying to, you know, just just uh, stall for a moment while trying to find a solution or something. But it doesn't breed a lot of confidence that they're actually looking for a solution, uh, right? Yeah, um, and it just yeah, it just it's just like a, a deflector, a distraction, saying that okay, I mean, there's no yeah, yeah. like you know, prices are going to increase, and at some point, I think everyone can accept that prices of hawker stall food and hawker food is going to increase, but when the mm. reasons are kind of defended by arguments like this, right, it makes you go like, yo, man, Desmond, yeah, come on, man, yeah, do a better come job on. explaining, do, come on, come on, do Desmond, better. yeah, do better, do correct, better. yes. And this and wasn't, yeah, this wasn't like a speech or it was a response in written form somehow, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it, it must have been drafted and vetted and everything as well. So, you know, I just, I was just like very disappointed that all the discussion, you know, just led to this statement from uh, the Minister of National Development. So so then I, yeah. I wonder, because Carrie Tan is also PAP, right? Mm, correct. Right. Then, um... PAP ask him then I don't know whether after that after the meeting at the next PAP meeting Desmond goes to Carrie like yo man Carrie what the fuck man what you have to ask this kind of question mm. right and no I mean I mean, I think I think they I mean they sort of operate like a, if I'm not wrong la, I would assume that they operate a bit like a, how a you know a volleyball team kind of does oh yeah, yeah you sort that of makes sense. set each other up for you set each other up for uh, you know what? What the 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 final spike, uh, right? Mm. To, to kill off discussion or to 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 kill the to solve the problem. So in some ways, uh, them having these questions is a uh, is not a bad thing for them to try and uh address these issues, lah. Yeah, and then it also covers the backside, saying, "Oh yeah, we also check our own self, check oneself, uh, right? You know, we ask the questions of of each other." Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Okay, so just thinking about the validity of Desmond's uh, point, I mean, there is, mm. there is. You can see some logic there, lah. If you're telling, yeah, if you are really setting a ceiling for how much rent they can charge their stalls for their stalls, mm. yeah, it will be tough to maybe invest in the coffee shop, right? It's yeah. same way in a business. Yeah. Um, even for like, let's say, even for us, for folklore or for Yalabad. We have also increased our prices of our ads, right? Um, because mm. we want to build a team, get better mm. equipment and all that. So it's totally valid. But I think when when saying it like that, it almost feels okay, then there should be some sort of controls in place or some sort of assurance that okay, things won't spiral out of control. Maybe maybe it was because mm. it was left like there's no ceiling. There's there's nothing mm. that gives us some assurance that okay. Uh, while they are free to charge their rent, 
based on their whatever business needs and all, mm, it's not mm. going to spiral out of control. Uh. Especially in this yeah. climate where things seem to be just going up and up and up. Come on, yeah. uh, Desmond. Yeah, I think I think uh, what what you're getting on is about the the fact that uh, yeah, like HDB privatized these uh, these so called these coffee shops within the the the, the estates. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they and they basically sold them out there, and and rather than control them themselves, they actually sold them, and uh, yeah, they they um they just made it a very uh uh. Strange situation, lah, right? Where where a communal space is now a privatized communal space within mm. the estate, uh, and it's probably not it's not owned or run by people who have any interest in in seeing the estate, uh, in providing for the estate or or helping the estate or seeing the estate uh, blossom or what, lah. Yeah, and that's and, the that's the big issue. And can you imagine, like maybe ten years down the road, for whatever tech unicorn that comes out of Singapore? The status yeah. claim for the CEO of that company instead of buying GCB, right? It's like, yo, man, he bought a Sengkan coffee shop. Oh shit! That's the flex. That's the flex. <laughs> That's the flex. <laughs> Fuck! He bought a Sengkan coffee, coffee shop. Oh, My God! Wow, his company yeah. doing damn well, yeah. Oh, then the, guy, yeah. Bido coffee shop. Wow, shit! That one big uh, money, one, man. One after another. Big money, like, bro. <laughs> like the razor, razor CEO. Which coffee shop do you own? Which coffee shop do you own? Yeah, that's then they're having all their meetings at the coffee shop rather exactly. than like the expensive exactly. buildings. Exactly. Then like Tan Ming Liang and his razor, he'll make the whole hawkers uh, coffee shop like tech focus. Mm. And then you know, and secret, green and black, uh, green and black theme. Yeah, yeah. Then the secret lab coffee shop, all the chairs, all secret lab. <laughs> you know, all yeah, the yeah, chairs. Yeah. Then like Anthony Tan, yeah, you can only pay by grab pay. Right. Yeah, which is like probably probably the case already at a lot of coffee shops. Really. Yeah, this, <laughs> Shopee, all like the C Garina, all fucking yeah. all gonna own their coffee shops. Yeah, but uh, you know, I guess if anyone thinks that his what he's saying, uh, what he's saying is 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 valid, you know, do correct us or let us know why on our subreddit, lah. I would yeah. I would love to understand. Like uh, you know why why we're being stupid uh, if we are being stupid, yeah and, uh, yeah and and if there's if there's a if it's just a real simple solution staring at us in our face that we're not seeing uh. yeah or maybe yeah. yeah maybe the solution does make sense but it's just helping Desmond with the the backup like the backup mm, mm. but come That's on right. Desmond come on Desmond yeah Let, let's 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 put in more effort uh, to the, yeah. the com side of things. Yeah, man. But uh, speaking of the communication side of things, yes. What is your one shot comment of the last couple of days? Uh my one shot comment. Wait, uh, let me let me pull it up. Uh, if you'd like to go first. Yeah, my one shot comment actually is uh, I think someone tagged us as Ministry of Funny on mm. our recent Instagram. Mm. I think it's uh the account Winks Winks oh, Collective. Okay, that was right? gonna be mine, but you go ahead, you go ahead. I got oh, another yeah. one. I got another it's, one. Uh, Winks Collective on Instagram. Mm. Uh, they I think he's he's someone who is uh a fan of the podcast obviously, but also uh, uh, uh you know he he enjoys drawing his own uh characters and, and he's drawing a comic, I believe. Uh called As- Ascendant, a web comic. Mm. And he has uh, sketched out uh, two characters where he based the character design on on Harish and Terence from from um Yalabad. so it's pretty awesome. Like he has it on his um, well, I think it's his public page, right? Mm. And uh, yeah, he he tagged us in it, and it looks pretty cool. Uh, 
Like, it's literally like, uh, I would say a cat version of me mm. and a elf version of Harish. Uh, and there's more than just one sketch like that. Like there's, there's a, I think there's a, there's also a sketch of us quarreling or talking about something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Uh, this comic. Yeah. So shout out to Wings Collective. Yeah. And like, I mean, just, it, it, I saw it also, I was like, oh shit, uh, is that like kind of a bit of us in it? And it blew my mind, man. Blew my mind. Yeah. Uh, so it shout did, out to did. you, man. And go check out his account. Um, He does some super cool illustrations. Show him some love, man. Show him some love. Yeah. Show him some love. Show him some love. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Cool. I, 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 was re- I was really like, wow, this is pretty awesome, man. That, that they, they base the character designs on, on the, the personalities here. On the other butt, yeah. Mm, exactly. I said I would say uh, probably Harish's eyes need to be a bit further apart, right? Further apart. Oh, yes, correct. Further apart. Exactly. <laughs> Based on a lot of uh, YouTube comments, uh, further apart. Yeah. Yes, correct. Correct. Further apart. And if you think I'm shooting him, I mean, I, I, I totally, I, 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 pre- I find it pretty funny. Is I also got the, the you know the journey to the west vibes from seeing this as well. Mm. Where Harish is the Sunu Kong, the monkey, the monkey god when. Mine is more like the two parts here, the, the pig character, <laughs> just in terms of the size. But I'm okay. I'm okay with that. It's not an insult to me. Pigs are cool. Pigs are cool too. Yeah, you know? man. Pigs are smart. Pigs are smart. Yeah. But yeah, no better. You got a bit. You can see your packs. Uh. You can see your packs. Yes, yes. Still got packs. Even uh, though still got packs. Yeah. Still got packs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool, but man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my one show comment is a comment on our podcast three zero six about the coffee shops. Um and mm. uh it was by the Fallers and yeah the, they said they've been a listener for to Yalabad for over two years and the last thing yeah. they expected to hear was a mention of uh their good friend Surath um who was mm. I think we mentioned it because of the context was uh local mu- music like local music yeah yeah because yeah, we're talking about Jeff Ng. yeah yeah so this commenter was saying like uh they were the they were he he or she was the act- person who recorded that live performance that we talked about uh, that video of Surat covering a Brian Adams song that has more videos than the Brian Adams uh, music video itself more, and that more views more, more views, views more views and that this yeah, person yeah. was a regular at Walla Walla so why I think is my one show comment of the week because first of all it's it's just uh, cool that that uh, yeah people are referring to referencing something from the podcast but I love it when we kind of give a shout out on our podcast and it ends up reaching the person that we kind of gave a shout out to or someone who is knows them or something like that. I fucking love that shit, mm. man. So to see you yeah. come full circle always makes my day, man. So yeah, shout yeah. out to you, man. Yeah. The Fallers. The Fallers. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, Surat and his band, they, they're already performing at like Timber Plus and everything. Mm. You know, uh, since things have opened up. So yeah, if you want to check them out, you can, you can do that, man. Cool, man. Yeah, cool, cool. Cool. So what is your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is a YouTube video that I watched that is from mm. the YouTube channel that I can never pronounce. You know the Kur... Mm. Kur... Zawad or something? Kurs Kurs Guts. So, yeah. Kur yeah. Guts. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to pull it up now. Like, uh, it, it is... Wait, uh, excuse me while I Google the exact title. But this... this channel they've got like 18 plus million subscribers and they do beautiful video essays talking about i mean just exploring very interesting 
um, ideas or topics. I think previously a one show thing mm. that I mentioned was the video they made about the first 12 minutes after the comet that wiped out the meteors uh, after it hit Earth. Mm. And they just animated it. But this video, their most recent one was about um, the the last, it's titled The Last Human uh, Born. Um, and mm. it is the last human, a glimpse into the far future. And it's it's the it's a 12 minute video but the premise is they just looked at okay how many humans have been born since the first human uh, was documented like, like 200,000 years ago and how many yeah. hum, how many more humans could be born in the future assuming that we live for i don't know a million years as a as a species a uh, 100 million years or 500 million years and it's fucking mind blowing because the main takeaway right is that even if we assume at the lower end of the spectrum one million years, which is the time that I think dominant species have remained alive before going extinct, extinct over the past since the Earth, since life appeared on Earth, um, mm. is we humans as a as a species have been around for two hundred thousand years, right? And yeah. I think we went from zero to two million humans in one hundred fifty thousand years. Then the last fifty thousand years, we have gone to from two million to eight billion, lah. So mm. the video just says that, okay, regardless of how you look at it, if we just carry on living for a conservative 800,000 more years, right? Our generation now is at the very early part of the human species, mm. um, which is mm. quite quite uh, like an epiphany because every time we hear, you know, oh, we are, the end of the world is near and we are the ones going to destroy the earth and all that. Yeah. But if we carry on living, assuming technological advances, we are going to be like in the first 1% of all humans who were ever born. And then yeah. the video goes on to explore what if we can uh, colonize other planets? What if we can go out of the solar system and we will live for another 500 million years? We just become like this, like the founders of the human species. No? Yeah. And it's yeah, fucking sure. mind-blowing. And you walk away, you're like, oh shit. Um, we are so early in, in human civilization and just made me feel, made me feel nice. La. Yeah. This, uh, and that's the cosmic perspective for you. Ah, this yeah. is similar to that, right? Yeah, the cosmic perspective of life. Right? Yeah, it's fucking yeah. cool. Fucking cool. Uh, but yeah. The, the question is, I guess the interesting thing is that rather than make you feel uh, like useless and completely insignificant about anything, yeah, it can actually be quite empowering also. The converse, it makes you feel... Uh, like yeah, you are you are part of a larger a larger movement. In fact, the founding the founding the part founding of the humans, movement. yeah, yeah. And in some way, like every generation will always be the founding humans or something. When we first, I don't know, colonize mm -hmm. another planet, that generation will be like yeah. the first human generation to go out of Earth, which is which is amazing. Like and just like what you say, like a cosmic perspective, it gives you some sort of it's just a nice perspective, like. So great, yeah, great, that great. was a great video. What about you, man? Yeah. Uh, speaking of like. Cosmic perspective. This is like once in a like, like uh, only maybe once in a cosmos uh, kind of event that happened. Mm. Where uh, there and there are videos of it that were captured lah. Mm. Where uh, at a Backstreet Boys concert mm. in Toronto, mm. Drake appeared at the during the finale while the Backstreet Boys were singing "I Want It That Way," and he basically uh, featured on that song lah. Well, I want it that way on because. Uh, yeah, so you see a lot of headlines saying Drake has a nostalgic moment on stage with the Backstreet Boys. Because, uh, I mean, he didn't really sing or anything. He just came on and was like a hype man while <laughs> they were singing sing, the song. Uh, oh. Yeah, but he, but he, before that, he said that the song meant a lot to him because uh, at 13 years old at his bar mitzvah, 
for the first time in his life, the girl that he was in love with came up to him while one of the greatest songs in the world was playing and asked me if I would dance with her. And that song was I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys. So it's uh, it's pretty wow. funny like, that, that to see Drake and the Backstreet Boys on stage together, you know, and, and Drake talking about his 13-year-old, how he was in love with some girl when he was 13 years old. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, the, those two worlds colliding is, is quite funny. Like, like uh, hip-hop and, 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 and 90s pop and everything. So... <laughs> A lot of a lot, there are a lot, a lot of funny comments about it, but also just a lot of uh, a lot of people just like just found it very heartwarming, like you know that that Drake was also just so uh so open about his thirteen his thirteen year old crush and all that that kind of things and, and what songs they were listening to back then. Wow, yeah, got no one shit on him funny. for any other reason, uh, saying oh thirteen already you you having these feelings for a girl or something like that. No backlash um, at all. No, 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 no backlash. I think it was a feel good moment in the. In, in music history. La. Wow. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, Backstreet Boys, still, made, they're still, they're still touring, la, Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they, they're touring as a, more as a nos- nostalgic act than anything, <laughs> la, right? So it's all boomers in the... No, not boomers. Yeah, it's like no, no, 40s. Gen, la. Gen, Gen X. La. Gen X. Gen X. Uh, maybe some older millennials. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so for Drake to appear. Uh, but also interesting because I think Drake's new album just came out not too long ago. Mm. And a lot of uh, is is been getting some headline, <clears throat> sorry headlines also because it's not exactly uh, like what you expect from a hip hop album lah. I see. Yeah. So maybe he's trying to reach to a slightly slight different audience this time as well. Mm. Yeah. Oh, but that's cool. That's cool, man. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the midweek episode, and we will talk to you towards the end of the week. Bye bye.